chapter 18, verse 1 says, After this, Paul left Athens and went to Corinth. Somebody say, left Athens, went to Corinth. Then it says, there he met a Jew named Aquila, a native of Pontus, who had recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla, because Claudius had ordered all Jews to leave Rome. Paul went to see them, and because he was a tent maker as they were, he stayed and worked with them. Let's pray. Father, be with us these next few moments. Let your spirit move, even go beyond the words that I preach behind this microphone. We give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. In Jesus' name, we all said, shake your neighbor's hand before you're seated and tell them, let's stay connected. Then you may be seated. Harold Wilson said, he who rejects change is the architect of decay. The only human institution which rejects progress is a cemetery. I'm going to say that last one one more time because that was pretty heavy. The only human institution which rejects progress is the cemetery. In other words, there is no use changing anything that is already dead. But listen, my friend, one thing that I love is that you and I, we come to victory outreach. This is an alive church, a moving church, a motivated, an ignited, an expired church. Can I hear an amen? A real deal church. God is doing something. And what I love about that is that there is movement that is happening. There is movement that is taking place. I mean, just the fact that somebody came up here and said, there's $100 in a balloon. What did it do? It made you move. I gotta, I gotta do something. I gotta. Okay, where's it at? Where's it at? What's going on? Well, listen. More value than a piece of paper with somebody's face on it. There is value in the community of the life group that you're about to get connected to. Come on, give the Lord a hand of praise for that. See, and you and I, God has called us to be agents of change. See, we go into the community, into the places, into the houses, into the neighborhoods, not so that we could stay in there and have food in there and just chill in there and say, at least I got together with somebody. No, we've gone in there so that we can change what's outside of there. Agents of change. Somebody say change. See, this is what God has called you and I and designed us to do since our birth. Since our birth, when we came out of our mother's womb, we were this big. But then all of a sudden, if you're like Greg, you're this big. Always got to throw Pastor Greg in there somehow, some way. You have been designed to change since your birth. Your hair has changed. Your feet have changed. Your face has changed. Your back has changed. Your, your leg, everything, is, everything about you has changed, whether you like it or not. You have been designed to change. Now, this is very important because many times we don't see our spirit, so we think our spirit isn't supposed to change. But your spirit was always intended to change. See, when you were a child, you thought like a child. And this is very important. The other word that a lot of people forget. You thought like a child, but you reasoned like a child. You reason like a child. See, when you were in high school, you were all about the drama. Ooh, what is she doing? Where is she at? Who's that guy? Where did they come from? And you're all about the drama. But listen to me. This is very important. 
Because a lot of people, they come to church and they want to stay in high school. They stay in high school. Oh, what did they do? What did the pastor do? Who's that leader? How's that over there? Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on. It's time to grow up. I like what somebody once told me that when they came to this church many, many years ago. They had, they had come to this church for a number of years. She came back and visited about 10 years later. I'll never forget this, what she told me. I, I must have been about, I was probably about 19, 20 years old. And she walked into the building. She goes, oh, wow, look at this. I remember this church. And something that really hit me, she goes, you know what? I grew old in this church. I just never grew up. I'll never forget that. But that was wisdom of age telling her something. They said, listen, now some of you might be here and you might be growing old, but are you growing up? Is there a change that is happening, that is taking place? Matthew chapter 9, verse 16 says, No one sews a patch of unstruck cloth on an old garment, for the patch will pull away from the garment, making the tear even worse. Neither do people pour new wine into old wineskins. If they do, the skins will burst. The wine will run out, and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins, and both are preserved. Listen, my friend, what we are doing in this life group launch, it is to preserve the new wine that God is pouring inside of each and every one of you here this morning. Come on, if you believe that, give the Lord a hand of praise. Now, I say that this scripture, I believe, is very important and vital to this church and even the surrounding churches. Why? Because this church has been around for 30-plus years. 30-plus years. So what, what am I saying? I'm saying this. I've been involved in this church since I was able to breathe. And I have been a part of old wine. I've been a part of old wine. In other words, we thought a certain way. We acted a certain way. We did things a certain way. But that only got us to a certain point. If there was not a change, this church would still not be here. There has to be a change. Now listen, all the great things of the past got us here. Thank, thank God for that. I'm glad. Did you know this? I was studying this, putting this in my notes, that we used to have 90-10 days. 90-10 days. Now, if you don't know what that is, you're probably just looking at me like, what do you mean? Because the tithe is what? 10%. But there would actually be a couple of days and a couple of weeks in the church where we would flip that around, where we as a church would give 90% and we would keep 10%. Think about that for a quick second. Some of you are having a hard time with just 10%. Whoa. But it was because of that type of thinking that got us to where we're at today. It was, just a it was just a totally different way of thinking, like, whoa, that's out the box. Who in the, why would they even do anything like that? Who in the world would put a drama together with a bunch of guns? Are those real guns or those fake guns? What are you guys doing? You guys call it a shotgun. No, that's not even right. You guys can't do it. Duke of Rome, no, no, no. The ghetto, no, no, no. You guys can't do it. But you think out of the box. See, and we are here because we had people that were willing to stretch and put on some new skins and get rid of the old wine skins. Can I hear an Amen. Robert Brault said this. He said, you never have a friend all figured out. Just when you think you know what makes them tick, they talk. Right when you think you've got it together. Oh, I, I think I got it down. I know how church works. I know the tick. Well, get ready because we're about to talk. There's always a talk to every tick. Tick, talk, tick, talk. Times are a-changing. Can I hear an Amen. See, and the apostles understood this, and they knew that there needed to be some changes even within their leadership. 
They made the proper adjustments as needed even when the persecution came. Paul himself made changes within the church due to undisciplined leadership and false doctrine happening within the church. So what was the solution that the uh, apostles carrying out of the gospel? This is what they did. Acts chapter 20, verse 20. This sums up the whole thing right here, and I'm getting ready to come to a close already. Acts chapter 20, verse 20 kind of sums it all up. Look at this. And how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but have showed you and have taught you publicly. Somebody say publicly. And then it says from house to house. In other words, they met in the temple and they met in the house. This is what I showed you. I showed you how to talk publicly. Right now we're having a public gathering, but don't neglect the private gathering. If you're going to grow, if we're going to grow, if we're going to grow numerically, but also spiritually, mentally, don't neglect the house to house. The temple and the house. See, this was the early church's way to spread the gospel through their very own life groups. It was a simple structure that had a rhythm of the big church and the small church. And the ones who played the major roles were Aquila and Priscilla. Somebody say Aquila. Priscilla. Somebody say Priscilla. Aquila. All the fellas say Aquila. All the ladies say Priscilla. In Manila. These two played a vital role to the growth of the early church. This was very important. We read about this couple here in Acts chapter 18. It was very important is that this couple had been exiled out of Italy because of the deportation. It's very important. Watch with me. You got to listen to this. They were getting deported out of the place of where they lived. Doesn't that kind of sound like what's kind of happening right now? A lot of people, they want to deport. and They say, oh, man, I, I can't do it. How did they stay connected? This is very important. Watch this. Already a few things had been happening, and Paul understood it. So when he uh, gathered together with these people, he had some things that were in common. They both had been kicked out, and they both had been laughed out. Also, the Bible states that Aquila and Priscilla, they were also tent makers, just like the Apostle Paul. They had something in common. See, that's where we get the, the, the parts of the life groups where we want, hey, let's have a fishing group. Hey, let's have a, you know, a bike group. Hey, let's have this group. Why? Because we find things in common. It happened here with the Apostle Paul. But this is very important. This, as I begin to study, the Bible says that Paul went from Athens to Corinth. Now, I studied that. Athens to Corinth was approximately about 50 miles. So that's about Hayward to Fairfield. Okay? So think of it like that. How long does it take to drive Hayward to Fairfield? In an hour, right? Okay, so that's about a 13-hour walk, 14-hour walk. So think of this. The Apostle Paul has to walk 50 miles because he got exiled out of the place of where he was at. Now, think of it like this. The Apostle Paul, he didn't just get exiled. He got laughed out. He got made fun of. He got kicked out. He got stoned. Get out of here. Not the kind of stoned. Okay, I want to make sure. Victory outreach. Stoned isn't get out of here. We don't want you here. So think about this. For 14, 15, maybe 16 hours, the Apostle Paul has this oppression upon him. 
being kicked out. Think about it. See, some, some of you, your family, they've pushed you out, right? And you know that feeling. You know what it's like for people to push you out, kick you out, not want you around. Or any, even when you do come around, they kind of give you that cold shoulder. You know what I'm talking about? This is what the Apostle Paul had to deal with for 15 hours after giving him his heart. Come on, you guys. Jesus loves you. Jesus could change your life. Man, get out of here. So for 50 miles, he's got to think about this. Man, nobody wants me. And I try my best. I give my heart and soul. And, 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 and think about it like this. Some of you, you let your mind play tricks on you, right? Do, 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 do. If you were here last week, you know what I'm talking about. You let your mind play tricks on you when somebody doesn't text you back within five minutes. Oh, my gosh. I they're not texting me back. Why aren't they texting me? I knew they didn't text me. See, they didn't like me. I knew they didn't like me. See, that's a problem. It's just a text. They're probably eating. They're talking. Left a phone in the car. Who knows? But all of a sudden, their mind starts wandering. This has to be. This is why. This is why. This is what Paul had to go through, not for five minutes, but for at least a good 15, maybe even more, 16 hours. They don't want me. Man, if they don't want me, who knows when I show up, if they even want me over there. Man, I thought, God, I thought you called me. All of a sudden, he starts thinking about this stuff. God, I thought you called me. I thought you were going to open all the doors. I thought you were going to provide all the finances. This is what you called me to do. I thought this is what you wanted. I thought I was going to show up and everybody was going to come to my life group. I thought this was going to happen. That's what you said. But the people that he was preaching to kicked him out. We don't want you here. We don't want that around here. This is not what is needed. And so this is what the Apostle Paul had to come to. So all of a sudden, 50 miles later, maybe 15 or more hours later, the next day even, he shows up and he says, okay, where do I go? Priscilla and Aquila. They opened up their house. See, their house became a place of refuge. It became a place of restoration. It became a place of, look, look, we ain't even got to talk. Let's just sit down and can we just worship together? Can we just, can we just be, look, 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 uh, right now I'm just, I, 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 I came from a 15-hour trip. Some of you, you came from a 16-hour work day. You've just been going through it. I, just, I got so much, my boss has been riding me. My, uh, my coworker, he keeps cussing me out. He doesn't believe that I'm a Christian. I, I just want to show up. Can I just be here right now? I, I, I just want to come. I don't want to say anything. I want to. I just can I just be here? See, the apostle Paul understood the importance of showing up at somebody's house, allowing God to do what He's always wanted to do in their life. It was very important. Priscilla and Aquila helped launch the early church into a whole new stratosphere that had never been seen before: the big church and the small church. See, I'm sure. That the talks that they had, Paul, Priscilla, and Aquila, talked about so much stuff because they had so much in common. Hey, you were kicked out? I was kicked out. All right. High five for being kicked out together. It was just something that brought a camaraderie. See, some of you right now, you think you're the only one on the brink of divorce. You're not the only one. You're th you think you're the only one that your children hate you. No, there's other children. They don't like their parents either. You think you're the only one, man, I'm the only one, I only make $11 an hour, and I work hard, and, and, and nobody understands. And how do I know this? Because this 
Case in point, have a conversation with somebody, share your story, somebody automatically will want to share a worse story than you. Man, yeah, my car broke down. Your car broke down? My car blew up. I was just trying to share about my car, but okay. It's just human nature. It's a human nature. You're going through it? Well, I'm going through it worse. Well, you got problems? Well, I got worse problems. And so the Apostle Paul said, hey, look, 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 can we just all agree that we're all messed up and we're all in need of a Savior? Yeah, let's do it, man. Come on. Hey, why, why don't we meet here? Let's meet here every Sunday. Hey, why, you know what? Why don't we meet here on Mondays? Hey, you know what? Hey, let, let's get in contact. How can we get in contact? Let's meet on Tuesday. I know we only have life group on a Wednesday, but can we talk together on a Friday? It was a connection. There was something that happened. It wasn't the norm. See, I say this because many of us, we're used to coming to church on Sunday. Listen, this is very important. I close with this. We are not called to come to church. We're called to be the church. We're called to be the church. Look at your neighbor and say, you are the church. You're the church. I'm the church. See, this church right here that we're having, this gathering, this assembly is no good if inside here, the church is not working. It's not working. See, that's why many times we'll come together and we start looking and pinpointing and saying, look at her and look at him and they don't have this and they don't have that and how come they and how come this and that? You know why? It's because a lot of times, if we're honest, if I'm honest, it's because the church in here ain't working. This isn't working properly. And so sometimes I just need a little bit of love with flesh on it. I just need a little bit of love. I look, I've been going through it at my job. I've been going through it with my family. My family's this and that, and they've been telling me this and telling me that. I, I just, me and my wife, we just drove down to L.A. just recently. We were there for one day. We only went for one day. Now, this is the thing. I do that a lot. I'll go down for one day and then come right back. Go down one day and come right back. Well, my family, my blood family, they found out I was down there for one day. And they FaceTimed. And my sister, I was down there with my sister. She gave me the phone. There's my aunt. Hey, hey, how you doing? So you're in L.A. Uh, yeah. So you ain't got no time for us? Uh, uh, so believe me, because if you think, well, he's a pastor here. No, I still get the same things. I still got the same problem. I still get my uncles to call me at 1 o'clock in the morning all drunk. Hey, how you doing? I still, I still get those. And you may think, oh, well, pastor, he's got it all. No, I don't. That's actually one of the reasons why me and my wife, we're starting this together life group. Because we want to do this together and realizing, look, we cannot do, we cannot be, stay married on our own. We need the wisdom of other men and other women who have even gone before us. We're only 11 years married. We need some of you that have been married for 30, 40 years. Let's get your wisdom. We need some of your wisdom. That's what we need. See, that's why even in some of these life groups, you think, well, my kids, man, all, all these kids, they've been, they're not listening to me. Well, why don't you ask some other parents who've had the same issues? They've had the same problems. That's what the Apostle Paul did with Priscilla and Aquila. Hey, how do you make a tent? This is how I make a tent. Let's make a tent together. Let's do this together. Oh, you know how to build? I know how to build. You like cars? I like cars. You like sports? I like sports. You want to bake? I like to bake. Come on, Steve Hayes, wherever you're at. 
Let's do it. Let's, let's, let's do this together. See, this is very important, very vital to the growth and the health of Victory Average Heart of the Bay. As he comes to the piano here this afternoon, and you're saying, you know what, I, if I want to grow in the things of God, if I want to grow in who God has called me to be, this is very important because I know a lot of times we think, as long as I go to church and I listen to the preacher and I listen to the preaching, then I'll be okay. But this is very important. It's very important. You can listen to me for 50 hours a week. You can listen to me for 60 hours. You can listen to T.D. Jakes, Billy Graham, some of the greatest preachers, Pastor Sonny. You can listen to all of them, all you want. But unless you learn what it is to change it and become the church, it's going to be a very hard, hard, hard-fought battle for you. That's why we say, you know what? Let's get connected. Let's connect this week. If we're honest, hey, I'll be honest with you. I'll disclose some stuff. We talk about it all the time, man. When we first got married, I think we probably said the word divorce at least 20 times a day. A day. We must have said that word. But you don't like I don't like it. Divorce. All right, divorce. Divorce. All right. Then we come back. All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> but that's how you feel. We don't go by feelings. We have to learn to walk and live by faith. Man, this job, man, I hate this job. This boss getting on my nerves. Guess what? Probably everybody in this place, all their bosses get on their nerves. Oh, your boss ain't like mine. Actually, your boss is probably just like the person next to you. It's the same thing. Well, how do I? How can I bring the kingdom of God into the job of where I'm at? How can I bring God's presence down here to my children who are in kindergarten? How can I bring the power of God to my high schoolers? How, how can I do, how can I bring it to my marriage? How can I bring it to my singlehood? How can I bring it to my finances? Listen, we get a short amount of time here every Sunday. We don't get that long. And we may get your feelings up. Yeah, all right, excitement. But the apostle Paul knew and he understood. He said, hey, listen, I'm going to teach you publicly but well, we gotta converse privately. We gotta talk about some things. Let's take care of this. Because we, and we get these questions all the time. Is this a sin? What about the, the Bible says this is a sin. Well, how is this a sin? And so a lot of times you'll, you'll hear me behind the pulpit and we share things. But if a lot of times, I understand this is a Google generation. You can Google everything. Google this and Google that and Google this. And that. So you'll find out and you will be able to twist whatever philosophy you want to fit your own needs. Anybody could do that. Trust me, there's a lot of churches today f fixing their own needs and their own philosophies to fill their, for their own needs. Say, well, this is how the Bible says, that's, therefore we can do this. But how can we break this down? I, I got some questions. I, I need some answers. How, how can I get it? Matt, can, Brother Matt, can you help me out? Brother Eric, I, I got some questions. Sister Erica, can, can you come over here? I, I don't have it all together, man. I need help with my children. My, my finances, I, maybe I, I'm not really getting this whole budget thing. What, what can I do, Pastor Greg? Help me out here. What do I want to do? How can I do this? Man, I just want to win souls. Help me out. Where, where, where do I got to go? And little by little by little, you'll see the growth. And when we see the growth here, then we'll see the growth here. It's a product of it. Get connected. He said, I am the vine. You and I are the branches. He's the vine. 
Our job is just to stay connected. See, many times we think our job is to produce the fruit. No, your job is to stay connected. I was told you never to produce the fruit. He'll produce the fruit in you if you stay connected. I don't know if you caught that. I'm going to do a whole sermon on that one of these days. Because a lot of people think, if I work, therefore there will be fruit. No. I would never said that. The Bible actually said you are to stay connected. He'll produce it in you. He will finish the work. You just have to stay connected. Well, I got to wear a tie. I got to show up on time. I got to, no, 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 stop, stop. That's not, that's not how it works. Well, I got to show, I got to show everybody that, see, we have it all together. No, that's not how it works. Stay connected. The fruit will show itself. You just got to stay connected. Can I hear an amen? Stand with me here this morning.